Hello, and welcome to Tag One Team Talks, brought to you by Tag One Consulting. With Drupal 7 and Drupal 9 rapidly approaching end of life, we're hearing people talk about migrating and upgrading more than ever before. And anyone who's ever been involved with a large-scale migration, migrating a large application or site from one technology stack to another, is going to tell you that it's complex, time-consuming, and it demands expertise. That's why today we're kicking off a brand new series of talks diving deep into the world of Drupal migrations. And who better to guide us than Tagwon's very own Drupal migration experts, from the masterminds and maintainers of Drupal's migration tooling to the individuals behind the most groundbreaking Drupal migrations. We've got an all-star lineup. We'll cover everything you need to know about every aspect of migrating large-scale applications. In today's episode, we're gonna talk through some of the jargon at a high level, including porting code and themes, and migrating data, users, and configuration. You'll walk away with a solid understanding of the terminology and the context you need to talk like an expert and dive deeper into the world of migration topics in our upcoming talks. Be sure to stick around for the end because we're gonna be announcing a few of our first talks in this series that are coming up next. Without further ado, let's dive in. I'm Michael Myers, the Managing Director at Tag One Consulting, and I'm joined today by an all-star lineup of top Drupal contributors including Yanez Uvrich, the co-host of this series, Benji Fisher and Lucas Heading, two of the five current Drupal Migrate core subsystem maintainers, Mauricio Denarte, who is the Drupal migration expert and the author of the 31 Days of Migration series, and Mike Ryan, the co-creator of Migrate. Welcome, everybody, and thank you guys so much for joining us. Thanks, Mike. Hello. Hello. Thank you. So... I often hear the term upgrade and migrate used interchangeably. I'm going to upgrade my site from D7 to D10 before end of life. I hear that about, you know, pretty much as often as I hear I'm going to migrate from Drupal 7 to Drupal 10 before EOL. And I'm wondering, are those the same thing? Does it matter? Benji, what do you think? So there, there's actually a third term that gets bandied about, which is update. And, and we... Uh spend a lot of time discussing the distinctions between upgrades and updates. But um, it, a, a migration is, is really going from, from one system to another. And the old system might be something entirely different. I don't know, uh, Sitecore, Confluence, WordPress, and you're migrating into Drupal. Um, the old system might be an older version of Drupal because before Drupal 8, um, anything before Drupal 8 is really a different system from Drupal as we've come to know it in the last eight years. So um, an, an upgrade or an update, you're keeping the same system. Um, it's usually a simpler process. You're not making radical changes. And a migration, um, you are making radical changes. So, for example, going from Drupal 7 to Drupal 10, or anything before Drupal 8 to, to anything after Drupal 8, um, there are uh, really big changes in how the, the code is organized. And, and therefore, um, there are necessary changes in the database to accommodate those changes in the code. Um, so, so moving from Drupal 9 to Drupal 10, it's either an upgrade or an update. Um, going from Drupal 7 to Drupal 10, it's a migration. Does that answer the question? 
Yeah. Do you guys, you guys agree? Spot on. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Uh, and there is another term, related term, uh, that it's often used, which is called porting, porting code. Um, so how does that relate to migrations? Uh, Lucas, do you have any opinions on that? Well, if you're going from Drupal 9 to Drupal 10, there's going to be a little bit of porting code. Hey, if you're just upgrading from one point release to another, you might be doing some porting if there's some, some deprecated feature. Uh, porting is just getting your code up to snuff for the, the latest and greatest version. It comes into play quite importantly with the, the topic of migrating from an older system to Drupal 9 and 10, because if you're coming from Drupal 7, you've got all this legacy business logic logic that needs to be addressed uh, as, you're, as you're moving the site from here to there. And you've got this uh, this code that you need to to upgrade, uh, and and people will conflate and combine the hey I'm migrating I'm migrating my site and I've got all this legacy code and for defining terms here migration is just that data movement from one system to the other. You also have to consider all of your legacy code, and that's not so much the migration process. It's moving your code from older PHP paradigms, um, functional programming where you've got function, X, Y, Z, to classes uh, and, and injecting uh, dependencies and all, all of this, this um, some would say, goodness of, of a more modern PHP framework. Um, there was uh, in, in our in our talks and prep for this. There was a mention about like retrofit. Where does that fit in here? Uh, that can fit in here. That's it's a new thing that's uh, becoming more and more um, talked about in the circles uh, around Drupal. Well, how do I get my Drupal seven site code working with Drupal nine, Drupal ten? And uh, to be honest, I haven't looked at it uh, quite enough to know. But it's it's out there. Um, going to be looking into it more with uh, a couple of my upcoming projects, but uh, that's definitely a piece that might fit in this, this place of, I've got old code. How do I throw a square, like a square peg into a round hole? And how do I make these things work? Well, you're going to have to look at your code. You're going to have to see, can I take the logic from there and put it into the new processes or in some cases, in a lot of cases, I'm finding, I don't even need to pull over that legacy code. There's a lot of stuff that I had form alters or whatever else in Drupal 7 because it was harder to do what I wanted to do. And now it's just natively there in Drupal 9 and 10. I don't know. Anyone else have um, feelings in this space? Um, one thing that it would be worth mentioning is the fact that um, we can step back a little bit and think about a Drupal 10 project as consisting of at least four different parts. One is the content, the configuration, the custom code, and the custom themes. So we're talking about right now is the custom code. And when we talk about migrations, we usually talk about it in the context of the migrate API. So the migrate API is about migrating the first two 
continent configuration, but it doesn't touch on migrating either custom code or custom themes. So this is where you need to do, you know, extra work outside of the migrated API to move your, let's say, Drupal 7 uh, custom code uh, to make it compatible with uh, Drupal 10. There are tools that you can use, but the migrated API is not the one that you will be using. Um, something that you might want to look at is uh, code modes, which are automatic tools to uh, refactor your code base to either a newer version of the language or a newer version of the framework that you are using. So in that sense, uh, there have been a couple of efforts. Uh, probably the most used today is Rector, Drupal Rector, to keep your site up to date. I mean, excuse me, to keep your code up to date uh, with with the uh, newer standards of PHP and deprecation re uh, removals of uh, API functions and such. But this need of moving from one version to another has existed over the years. So there are also like Drupal module upgrader projects that will help you a little bit with that. But again, like uh, porting code, and we will be talking next about these porting themes. That is something that happens outside of the migrated API. Yeah, just to follow up on what Mauricio said, um, the, the content and the configuration, those are both in the database and that's what the Migrate API helps us with. And, and just to follow up on something that Lucas said, um, uh, another reason for rewriting your code, which is basically what porting amounts to, is that Drupal has changed so much. In Drupal 6 and 7, we would often create custom database, uh, database tables um, as, as part of the site. And a lot of that is unnecessary now. We can create entities and take advantage of, uh, of the structure that Drupal gives us to, to do things without having to create custom tables now. Interesting. So there's, there's things in the database that you migrate. There's things outside of the database that you migrate. Um, when you're outside of the database, we talked about code. Uh, another big thing is themes. Um, you know, uh, you guys consider theme separate from code. And what does it mean to migrate a theme then, Yanez? Um, I would say the theme is not separate from code because um, code can also exist in a team. Um, so in a way, it's similar. It's also different code. While in modules, you usually have PHP. In team, you usually have potentially quite a lot of JavaScript and CSS styles and all that. So. Uh, it is different, but it's but it's the same as well. Um, the main question that I think everybody needs, everybody that has to migrate a Drupal seven site to D nine or D ten, is whether they will keep the team as it is, or use this opportunity to also do a redesign. The reason why this question needs to be answered is uh, the fact that. The team, the the team APIs uh, changed a lot between Drupal seven and Drupal eight. Um, in Drupal eight, we got Twig um, and many other changes, but Twig is one of the biggest, which means that all the templates that existed in D seven we need to be rewritten to Twig anyway, which can be quite a lot of effort. Um, so sometimes just keeping the team as it is visually 
requires almost as much effort as doing a redesign. On the other hand, if you keep your team as it is, you limit your risk. So it's really up to every individual organization to decide where their priorities are. And I heard that Lucas had some very interesting experiences in this area in the past. So maybe you can comment on that. It was a migrate project several years ago. It was it was actually into Drupal 7 at the time, but I think the the concept definitely applies with Drupal 10. It was a very, very large pharmaceutical uh, organization in the United States. And they they didn't want to go back to the FDA and get their, their marketing material reapproved. So if the pixels were off, if the CSS moved something wrong, they had to go back to the FDA and get reapproval. Uh, they needed to move off their legacy system. This is a bit of an extreme case, but in their case, it definitely made a lot of sense to, to maintain the look and the appearance of everything when they moved over into Drupal 7. If you've got a situation like that, where you've got a huge investment, where it's going to cost a lot of time and dollars to, to make it uh, better, because uh, I, I think that's the goal when you when you redesign a theme is you want to make your appearance better. But in their case of this large pharmaceutical, they couldn't make it better at the same time as moving off their legacy system. They had dates and deadlines, and if they didn't move off by X date, they're going to have to pay millions of dollars back to the vendor for their legacy system uh, to get another year of maintenance and support and uh, the it's one of those things where you, you can't just say, well, it's a cut and dried decision. We're, we're, we're going to not change the theme or we are going to change the theme layer. Um, there's nuances to all of these things. Great. Uh, for everybody tuning in from the outside of the United States, FDA stands for Federal Drug Administration, as far as I know, which is basically the regulatory agency that regulates everything related to drugs and also food, if I'm not mistaken. I think so. Uh, food yeah. and drug administration, actually. Food oh, and okay. drug administration, so yeah. I'm obviously not from the United States, so I completely- You don't have to deal with it, no. <laughs> no, but you get the benefit, I think. I think a lot of countries around the world will say, oh, that's not approved by the FDA with like some of the even recent vaccine vaccines that came out with COVID. Well, we're just going to go with whatever the FDA approves. Um, exactly, yeah. It's very, very strict uh, and costly to go through that process. Awesome. Um, uh, Mauricio already uh, mentioned uh, data, which is a huge, like migrating data is a huge part of every migration. Uh, so we should probably talk about that a little bit. Um, Ryan, you are, as far as I understood, you are one of the original creators of the migrate module. So I guess you definitely have a few things to say about that. Yeah, one or two maybe. Um, boy, that was a long time ago, but, uh, the, so data, when we, when we talk about data, basically your site content, your site content re represents data you want to present to your visitors. Um, and there's also data about the site itself, the data about your visitors in the form of user accounts, 
Um, there's assets as, such as images, videos, and other files. And um, of course, it's critical when you're moving to a new platform, you've got to get your square pegs in the form of how the content was originally stored into the round holes, nice, perfect circles that Drupal provides. Um, or maybe some of those not quite so round holes from uh, earlier versions of Drupal forward to modern Drupal. And so um, the data may come in many forms. Most commonly in modern CMSs, most of your data is in a an SQL database, but you may also receive data from web services, from flat files such as uh, CSVs or spreadsheets, and um, and critically, you need to these this data has relationships. One article references several categories, perhaps, and these need to be maintained when you are migrating the data. So uh, classically, the a, a large data migration uses what is called an ETL uh, system. ETL stands for extract, transform, load. Classically, you would extract all the data from your source system into one form. You would run some sort of program to transform it into an appropriate form for your new system. And then you would load this in bulk into your new system. Uh, the Drupal migration API does do extract transform load, but it does it row by row, object by object, entity by entity. So in your typical case, you're going from database to database, you're running a database query that returns one row at a time from your source. The migration system transforms that row to the appropriate uh, format for the destination, and then you load it into that destination. Um, and this gives you great flexibility in that transformation step. You can write very precise transformers that can say, in this case, we want to capitalize the string. In another case, we want to add a prefix to it and so forth. So it's a very flexible system. And it also, um, in the process of moving this data, it, main, it keeps track of it knows how to identify each source item and each destination item and keeps track of the connection. So we know that the content item number 78 that we've loaded into Drupal, that came from the original CMS's ID number 33. We have this mapping from 33 to 78, which means that while we're doing this, anything that referred to that uh, data item 33 in your old system, we can use that map table and update the relationships so they now point to the right place on the Drupal side, which is 78. Um, and any, anyone want to uh, add a little 
you yeah did I, a, I, you did a really great job mike explaining this um have you done a migration or two before i'm joking here <laughs> migration <laughs> or 20 i remember when 100. i first met you you were you were introduced as mr migrate um mm -hmm. are you still known as that in the community or uh well not so much i'm um my role now is less implementing migrations and more um reviewing reviewing code because the the migration uh framework including all the contributed modules in the uh in the drupal ecosystem is much more evolved it's much more mature now than when i motion i started way back when and there's so many more people like the people on this call who've developed the migration skills um so you know i i could i could look at lucas's code and check it off <laughs> I, I don't need to worry about it. All right, I will test it. I will test it. We are we are good about our testing, but yeah. I trust Lucas. I, I don't want to jump ahead to the the talks that we're going to be doing, but I, I really want to do a history of Migrate to talk about you know the birth of the Migrate tooling and you know why you guys created it and some of the big projects that sort of evolved it to to where it is today because it's 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 a really amazing and, and powerful piece of software. And um, I think a lot of people would would be fascinated by the things that you can do with it. So, um, uh, well, my memory, we, we're going to have to <laughs> depend on my faulty memory for that and archaeology on Google.org. <laughs> well, I'd, I'd like to elaborate a little on something that, that Mike said. So um, say you have a site with 10,000 articles um, and they have some sort of classification, some tags or something, and there are a hundred of those. Um, so in a sense, the, the easy part is migrating the 10,000 articles and the hundred taxonomy terms. And what you also have to do is make sure that the right taxonomy term gets attached to the right article, which is sort of a 100 times 10,000 scale problem and and you handle that with the sort of thing that mike was talking about keeping track of of the new and old ids and um you know sometimes i'll, I'll have a vocabulary that uh that just has two terms in it a, a true false or a yes no vocab vocabulary and because i want to attach that vocabulary to things i'll i won't just recreate it on the new site i will migrate it what about the the content itself? Like one of the things I've seen is that, you know, especially going from like say a legacy CMS or, or you know, something outside of Drupal, there's a ton of stuff in the content and, and how do you need to manipulate the content itself to get it into Drupal in a more modernized fashion and some of the things that you do to make that happen. Um, did you talk Benji's about the, Benji's the expert there. He wrote all the DOM transform properties and plugins for uh, Migrate Plus. Uh, are, are we planning to talk about that in one of the future <laughs> podcasts? Yeah, that's a major topic. But, no, yeah, you can totally do the transformation on the body field. Uh, and there's a bunch of things that have come up in contrib space that allow you to do that. I think, you know, mm -hmm. all the things that you guys mentioned is why data migrations are so complicated and challenging. You know, the amount of data, the relationships, what's in the data, how you need to transform it. Um, I think it's, you know, in my experience, it's something that 
organizations tend to really underestimate. And when they do so, it leads to a lot of problems and challenges. Uh, we're going to talk about our tips and tricks in another episode as to like how to avoid all of those problems. Uh, before we get to the upcoming talk preview, uh, the last thing I want to cover is configuration. Um, so another thing that's in the database is configuration of all sorts of things. And, you know, there are many cases where you might want to copy that configuration over from another system to uh, your new version of Drupal. Um, Mauricio, give a sense of like what kind of configuration you would want to copy over and, and, and why do you care? Like, why would you want to copy over configuration from a legacy system into a new one? Okay. When we talk about configuration in the context of a Drupal upgrade, um, for the most part, we're talking about the configuration management API in Drupal itself that is new in Drupal 8 and onwards, and it takes care of mostly the content model. That means your content types, your vocabularies, uh, media types, uh, views, uh, also like how you present the data with views, and there, is, there are plenty of more examples, for, for, but those would be like the high-level ones. So one of the key decisions that you need to make when you are performing an, an upgrade to modern Drupal is do you want to keep the content model the same, change it drastically, or just tweak it a little bit? Uh, because that is going to determine uh, uh, what or actions you need to take along the process. So let's, uh, from, from my experience, the projects that I have been involved, something that I noticed early on was that, you know, people were taking the opportunity of uh, upgrading to a newer version of Drupal 8 or forward as an opportunity to massively change their site, their content model, their application. So we were not migrating the configuration for the most part. Uh, we were coming with something new and fresh and just accommodating the old data into that new model. With the Drupal 7 end of life approaching, I have seen a trend that people just want to be on a platform that is supported and they are migrated mostly one-to-one -one or with very, more, uh, with very few changes. So in that sense, you are trying to get as much as possible from the previous site, content types, views, fields, configuration, everything as much as possible, one-to-one. -one. So again, this is something that you need to take into account because that is also going to affect how you migrate your content. To give concrete examples, uh, if you were uh, using a content type before, and now you can use a different entity type like a vocabulary, that is a configuration in the content model that will also require uh, changes to how you migrate the, the underlying content itself. Um, another example, it may be related to the models that you want to implement. Maybe you were using organic groups in Drupal 7, and now you want to use the group module uh, in Drupal 10. Functionally, they might serve the same purpose, but the data is stored in a completely different way under the hood uh, at the database level. So you need to make sure that you make the proper transformations uh, to, to verify that everything uh, fits into place. And yet another example, and this is related to something that we were talking about before uh, with how you move your, your content, the data itself. Uh, some time ago, I worked on a Drupal 6 to Drupal 9 upgrade was a few years ago. So that was the stable version, uh, the latest stable version back then. And something that, uh, you know, when you, see, when you do a migration like that, you see how far Drupal has evolved over time. But to give the specific use case is this site was storing information about physical products. 
So they needed to store um, length, height, and width of, of a product. Back then, you didn't have the tools that you have right now. So everything was in a text field and a free text field where people can enter whatever they wanted. And among other things, the data was very inconsistent. In the new site, for many different reasons, we wanted to implement a more structured uh, content model. So there is a physical field, literally called like that, which allows you to store the three dimensions and the units of measurements. So part of the migration process was uh, writing process plugins, which we are going to cover in another episode, that parsed the data as it was uh, inconsistent in the Drupal 6 site and put it in you know, this stricter, uh, you know, yeah, to put it in, in, in a new content model that is more strict in terms of how you store the data and how you validate the data. So again, depending on which approach you want to follow, your configuration might also determine how part of the content is going to be migrated. Yeah, I remember working on that project with you, Mauricio. It was, it was a fun one. Um... But the, the data model between Drupal 6 and Drupal 7 hasn't changed all that much. Those two are pretty pretty similar. Um, and I, I remember back in the day, even Drupal Drupal 5, when we we're just launching Drupal 8, we had a few of those sites come across. And it's so powerful, Drupal 9 and 10. So many ways to, to do things, like you said, with the physical field versus text fields. Or, or whatever, that's just a great example of how much has just been built into the, the system now that it's, it's, it's all part of. Yeah, in a way, it's similar to the question about the team, whether you want to keep it exactly as it was or uh, do a redesign here, we're talking about a data model. Like, do you want to keep the data model or make it more modern to fit your current needs better? Um, so we have some great talking coming up. Uh, our goal is to put uh, out one episode per week uh, over the next few months to support the community uh, in the migration process. One of the most common questions we get is how much it will cost and how long it will it take. Uh, so our upcoming how to estimate effort of our migration is sure to be very popular. Um, we already mentioned the three-part series on ETL. We're going to cover the Drupal migrate tooling and go a lot in, into a lot more detail on how to extract from various sources, how to handle complex transformations, and how to efficiently load data. Um, talking about efficiency, performance is something we care deeply about at Peg One, and it obviously applies to migrations as well. Uh, when you are handling very large data sets, a migration can take hours or sometimes maybe even days. So every performance improvement you can achieve is pay, pay, pays out a lot. Uh, we'll do a handful of talks on this topic. Uh, we will talk about how to profile and tune a migration, including really long-running migrations. And uh, we'll also do a talk on incremental migrations. Uh, you can include or exclude things and even run a migration on a subset of your data. So we will cover all of that. Um, other talk topics include porting custom code from Drupal 7 to Drupal 10, the future of migrate tooling, uh, how to 
approach porting a theme and many many more uh, so we hope that you'll tune in and enjoy our upcoming theme talks awesome thank you guys so much i'm really excited about this upcoming series uh, so many great things to talk about uh, Yana's just hinted at a few of the things we're going to be talking about. We'll have some blog posts come up as well. Uh, really big thank you to all of you, Yanez, Benji, Lucas, Mauricio, Mike. Thank you so much for taking the time today to give us a quick overview of some of the terminology, the jargon, key components of a migration, and how they interrelate to each other. Um, for our listeners, thank you so much for joining us. If you like this talk, please remember to upvote, subscribe, and share it out with your friends. Uh, we would love your feedback and input. If you want to see us cover specific topics in this series, please reach out to us. You can email us at ttt at tagone.com. That's three T's for Tag One Team Talks. Uh, you can also check out our past talks and other series at tagone.com slash ttt. Again, a huge thank you to everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in and joining us. See you soon. Thank you very much. Thank you. Bye. Bye.